welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we are talking about Another Self slash Zeytin Ajit, episode five, where I feel like we've reached kind of a turning point and um, we learned a lot about Toprak. My opinions shifted on the Toprak v. Selim scale, so we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> and Interesting. Uh, yeah, I am very, well, we'll talk about it. <laughs> anyway, I am not drinking any tea, but I might make some hot chocolate because it is hella dreary here today. Mm-hmm. What temperature? Uh, it's like four, low 40s. Oh, that is kind of dreary. Yeah. What is that in Celsius? Uh, like 10? Yeah, that's Low weird. 10. Yeah. Is it raining? Oh, it says four. Yeah, it's raining. Oh, yeah. 40 yeah. would be dreary. Four. It's gonna be like 70 next week but oh must be must be this like is it the same system as this like cr- that's dumped snow and stuff into some places? Snow! i don't know <laughs> 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 but i like the name thunder snow yeah <laughs> do you have heating in texas yeah 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 really yeah gets that cold yeah it's really hot all the time but it does get like you know 40s and 50s the occasional because well, Bogota is, is that weather and we don't have any heating, I know which is the reason why I'm, <laughs> We're I'm Americans, I have allergies babies. we need our temperatures well, that, that's the thing about Bogota I think we're gonna have to get heating at some point because it's got it's getting really really it's really getting, cold like more extreme I think so I think so do you, are you guys drinking any tea I have water which again I'll keep calling it pre-tea pre-tea <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do not have tea. I ran out of tea and have not bought a new box, even though I always crave tea. <laughs> well, we have some uh, ad revenue money if you need some tea allowance. <laughs> we do? <laughs> Yay, that's good news. <laughs> do we need to make a new anchor ad? <laughs> no. <laughs> but we do need to thank our supporters at Samantha. She's the best. And I'm not talking about myself, although she's still although, supporting I mean, us. That's so great. Shout out to Samantha. Wow. Samantha is the best. Okay, so now I am going to take us through what happened in this episode. So we're in 1960 in Thrace, and there's a party. It seems really fun. Everybody seems really nice. There's fun music and dancing and stuff, and people are jumping over the fire. And then there's a sad loner kid on the side. He's afraid of fire, and his dad, like, bullies slash encourages him to jump over the fire (laughs) and I was like oh no he's gonna catch on fire and that's gonna be the trauma but no he successfully jumps (laughs) over the fire and then the trauma is that his dad gets immediately arrested for murder so that's a bummer wow my notes are so confusing okay (laughs) we go to Sevgi and Fikret's date and Sevgi says that she doesn't see him that way and she sees him as a friend, which is so frustrating. I don't understand. Like, obviously it's up to her, but come on, what's wrong with him? He's great. You guys would be great together. Um, Then we have the messy crew, which is Ada, Selim, and Toprak. They're at a police station. And we learn that, okay, so then we start flashing back to 10 years earlier And we do this a bunch of times in the episode, basically kind of like detailing the end of Ada and Toprak's relationship. Um, They had been dating for two years and Selim was like one of the friend group. Like he's basically there when she's talking about her relationship problems with the other two women. Um, And he clearly already has like a big crush on Ada and is kind of telling her to break up with Tobrak for maybe not the most altruistic regions. But they hated each other even back then. And then we go back to the police station current day and they're yelling at each other again and Tobrak slams Selim against the wall and he gets locked in jail for the night. He's also worried about getting charged because he already has a police record in the Netherlands 
And if he gets a police record in Turkey also, then he probably won't ever be allowed to go into the Netherlands again, which I'm not really sure if that's how visas work, because I feel like it's more problematic that he has a charge in the Netherlands, but you know, whatever, I guess. Um, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know. Layla, oh, Layla tells Ardem about the money. We learn that her father is a colonel, and also Ardem is a piece of shit, but we knew that already. And he's going to make her figure out how to sell the land immediately so he can pay for the sneaky boat to Lesbos in Greece. I like sneaky boat instead of smuggler. Sneaky boat. <laughs> Makes it sound a lot more whimsical. Too nice to be a smuggler. I don't know. He seemed like a chill dude. <laughs> okay, Ada is looking into starting her own practice, I guess. I don't really understand how a surgeon could possibly do that, but sure. And okay, in the past, they show us Ada catching Toprak cheating on her. And that's like the end of their relationship, but they don't, they go into more detail later, but as of now in the middle of the episode, that's all we know. So then Toprak meets Selim for lunch and basically Toprak is like guilt tripping him into not pressing charges because of his daughter. And Selim's like, no man, fuck you. I am pressing charges. And I was like, yeah, you're right, Selim. This guy sucks. So Toprak, oh gosh, okay. Toprak goes to a session and this session is so long and involves so many people, but I will try to say what happened. Basically, he's like pushing away all of his loved ones because his grandfather was locked up. His father was emotionally unavailable because of his grandfather being locked up. And that's why he pushes people away. But it ends with the seven generations of his paternal line being in a conga line and then hugging. So it was a lot. <laughs> uh, was it seven? I thought it was just the three of them. There was, no, there I was think it was seven. At the end when they had oh their hands my on God. each other's shoulders, he was like, oh, here's the seven generations. Yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Seven. That's a leap. That's a <laughs> so leap. a lot. All I'm right, sure they all had issues. <laughs> This, uh, I mean, I'm starting. It's starting to. Uh, we'll talk about it later. But it's starting to bo- the thing. The therapy started to bother me more than it did in the first episode. Yeah, I, think yeah. I think they've done like one too many of those at this point. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it. I agree. Okay, so the ladies throw Sebki a birthday party, which is super nice. Until we learn that Muko has invited Salim because Muko is the worst agent of chaos. <laughs> Low key, the worst. Um, we. Also learn that Muko is a little sketchy and maybe had something to do with Sevki's dad's death. So we'll have to wait. I don't know if that's what I gathered from the specific scene. Okay, that's what I inferred, but it wasn't obviously was not stated. I I feel like it was speculate. Yeah. Okay. I'll hold. I I don't agree. I'll hold my speculation. (laughs) Yeah, I don't agree either. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Fine. But this is my section. I say it happened. Okay. So we learn. uh, We learn that in the ten years in the past timeline, Ada learned that she was pregnant with Toprak's child, and went to go and tell him and try and figure out what they should do. And that is the night that we saw where she found him cheating. And broke up with him. So, but before that, Zaman tells Toprak in the session mm. that whether like asks him if he has another child. Right, 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 right. Yes. So we were kind of primed for this, but um, yeah. So we learned that that's how it ended, which makes a lot more sense why she was pissed at him than what we were thinking in the beginning, which was like they almost had a one night stand. <laughs> so. Uh, Ada and Selim make up, and now I'm rooting for them. Um, Mugo stops by to basically tell Zamanbe to butt out, I think, of mm-hmm. Sevgi's life. A soldier delivers divorce papers to Leila, I guess from her father, and an ultimatum as well, telling her that if she wants any inheritance, she has to divorce Erdem, which... I'm with dad on this one. I think he's completely correct. Except for his misuse of that soldier's time. Um, But he's a colonel. He has their time at his disposal. Yeah. And then Ada is heading home to Istanbul with Selim. She looks 
super depressed about it, but (laughs) we'll talk about that. And then she tries to call her mom and learns that her mom is heading to the ER and she's had a heart attack. So that is the end of the episode. And now we will move on into the gossip slash banter slash spilling as geese pre-tea section. Okay, what should we start with? Um, there's so much to discuss. I feel like so we need much. to talk about the Toprak like conga line therapy nonsense. I feel like that's I think the <laughs> I think this was a very Toprak centric episode or like explaining yes. why their relationship was so ended so poorly in such a horrible way. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's where we should start. I am done with the therapy sessions. I think they've completely <laughs> lost any like shred of believability or any suspended disbelief that I was willing to give them is now gone because of the conga line. Like, come <laughs> on. And like, how do these people just know what to say? Like, as soon as they get up there, they're like immediately like, oh, I'm in, in jail or whatever they do like it's like such specific knowledge i hate it i think for me it's more that like the other breakthroughs were much more logical like this breakthrough yeah. just made no sense like yeah. oh he got put in jail so now he has abandonment issues and he transferred those abandonment issues to his son apparently i mean it just I thought I had missed something, but I think it just was not logical. Like the other ones were much more logical, you know, like it's like a cause and an effect. And then that was it, you know, Um, but it was just nonsensical to me. And another nonsensical thing that I have a bone to pick with in this episode is, (laughs) you know, Toprak is like really close to Zaman and like Zaman is the one who takes him out of jail when Selim like presses charges against him. I don't know if you mentioned that, Sammy, that he has charges in the Netherlands and he's not going to be able to go and see his kid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I missed that. But basically, um, you know, how that, how he is so close to Zaman and then he doesn't believe in the therapy. He's like, I don't want to go to the therapy. It's like, well, I'm very confused because you've been going to the therapy for yeah, a while. Yeah, he's time. been at the oh. therapy. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, now you don't believe in it, or now you just don't want to be a part of it, or like you just went as a spectator and you never wanted your story to be like tapped into. Pick up girls. <laughs> yeah, well, def- they they insinuate that, don't they? Like, when the yeah. two girls are like, I want to go, and then I want to go, or mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. I don't think they vocalize it, but they show it. <laughs> Those two things were just like, nonsensical to me because like why make such an effort to like be go really deep into everyone else's story and then just leave his story like be something that makes no sense also I feel like the other like to your point about or I forget who who said this I think it was you Sophia still like the other therapy or other other sessions were a lot more like you were saying the breakthroughs were more believable and I think that's because like the traumas were more like oh she's afraid of water well like you know that's like a thing that a lot of people have I just feel like I would I was more willing to like on shows like um like the mentalist or psych like where they have like really smart people that just can read people well mm-hmm. and therefore um they make they come to conclusions that are very close to reality um because they can read people well like I was that's kind of where I was latching onto and being like okay Zaman Bey is just he's really observant or like he knows that he's gone through enough of these where he right. can you know call out the most common traumas or whatever but then Toprax just like so like he like everything was known <laughs> it, it was ridiculous it was also like I think all the other ones have been a secret to the person involved and this was yeah one where he knew so like yeah it wasn't, I don't understand the resolution to this one as well as I did the previous ones. That's true. They're not uncovering anything because it's like the family history that he knows best. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I it, hope that they stop starting the episodes with the trauma flashbacks, but I think we'll, we're going to get Muko next. Probably. Uh, For sure. Certainly. 
the groundwork has been laid for her because she was i agree she was exactly. being weird she was being weird and like not good and not a good mother but i don't think it's because she killed her husband i think or whatever you were saying sammy i think i think she yeah, probably I agree. she probably was just like why are you dredging this up again this was terrible the worst thing you can do is dredge this up like i feel like she just mm-hmm. hasn't dealt with it and this is like a very i don't know if it's like a turkish thing because i'm sure other people and other cultures do this too but just like why would you talk about our family like how dare you kind of thing like just don't even it's no one's business but our families so I I I kind of relate to her because I there's definitely people in my family like that and I sometimes you know when I see people like Orhan Pamuk the writer he'll he has a memoir called Istanbul where he like lays out all his family's business and like every Turkish person was like oh my god how would you (laughs) betray your family like that (laughs) so anyway I think that's that's my theory but I guess we'll find out soon like the saying in Spanish that all the dirty laundry is laundered at home yeah like definitely don't air your um but for me I thought one it could be that two she could definitely be well she's definitely traumatized by the father's death as evidenced in Sevgi's birthday celebrations because they were the same day like Mm -hmm. the father died whatever but then also I do get what Sammy says that she's being sneaky. I think mm. there could a be another family secret that she doesn't want revealed, or like her own secret that she doesn't want True. revealed. But I don't know if it's necessarily that she killed the dad or had <laughs> anything to do with that. Mass murder um, Muko would be interesting, definitely. What a twist <laughs> that would be! Because I think she's just like her character is just a stereotype of the mother who's like well-meaning, but like literally makes everyone miserable in the in her way of doing like what she thinks is right and what she thinks is best for everyone against mm-hmm. everyone's wishes which is what she has been doing up to now and I think or maybe she could just be doing all of these like trying to repair Salim and uh, Ada's relationship trying to repair Ada and her mother's relationship just because of her own maybe she has like some unrepaired relationship in her past or something like that I understand what you're saying. I disagree. But you want it to be different. (laughs) I think that she had something to do with the father's death because it's like Zaman Bey said that the mystery behind her father's death will be revealed. Uh, And Muko's like, oh, don't reveal it. I think maybe she, I don't I mean, think she did it, obviously, but I think like there she had you, something. You don't think that was her in disguise at the, <laughs> the park? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> that would be fun. That would um, be great. I mean, it's I, did we for sure find out who killed him? Because I got the I don't remember if it was my impression or like it was explicitly said that it was like a lone shark or something like yeah. that. Was that said? I think you said it as the oh, okay. either you said it or the I said, show it, said it. I thought it was okay, just well, like a mystery. I don't know. It's, I think yeah, I'm leaning toward it's a mystery, but my theory was that it was over like death. Uh, um, okay. I think it was but over ma- maybe. Well, I think maybe maybe Muko like got the money. Maybe she was like, <laughs> "Yo, we need money." Maybe. I don't know. I could I could see her being yeah. I could see what you're saying, Sammy. That would, I, I'm hoping that's what it is. I want Muko to like have more of a personality than just like meddlesome, meddlesome. mother. So meddlesome. Yeah. <laughs> meddlesome yeah. and cooking. That's currently her personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm getting like really annoyed with Muko because I think she's just like. But and the like on the one hand, she's just like a really um metal meddlesome mother. <laughs> part of the pun I guess is that a pun? an alliteration rather alliteration, um, yeah. but I I do think there's like they're gearing up to show that there's something either shady about her or like traumatized about her yes I agree I agree I don't think she's going to be as one-dimensional as they've painted her because she, yeah. she, she's also a very famous actress so i was always oh, okay. thinking this whole time that she's very underutilized but mm-hmm. i guess her time is coming okay. was this the fifth episode that we just watched yes oh because there's three more yeah also yeah. um going back to the toprak storyline um i think like with the costumes and like what they say they make it obvious that like he has the romani heritage but it it hasn't come into play in the storyline like I feel like there's no purpose to him being that specific heritage they just like put it in 
I don't know for what purpose. I don't know if you got the same feeling. I think, I mean, I think it makes sense for him to be from a marginalized community because, like, the cops literally just roll up and they're like, no. uh, sorry, you're under arrest. You're just going right. to rot in jail yeah. and then get hung, like, executed. Um, which, I mean, would that have happened to someone who was not some kind of a minority, especially the Roma community for how, like, even even today, like, I can't tell you, I mean, I would have many, many money if I, if I got, had a nickel for every time, like, someone I knew made some, like, generalization about Roma people, like, being like, oh, they're so good at music and dancing, and I'm like, oh my god, like, they're not, like, necessarily, like, <laughs> such a stupid generalization to make, where, like, they're always, you know, they wear bright colored clothing it's like it's all and I think the show kind of feeds into like some of the stereotypes as well which yes there are some that are still not sedentary and there are still like many that dress in bright colors but also like there's bright colors in all kinds of cultures clothing like I don't know there's just like a lot of it's still a lot of generalizations and marginalization of that community and not only in Turkey but Across Europe, I think even in the U.S., it's a very small community. But even here, like people will throw out generalizations if they're even aware of the Roma people. Um, but so, yeah, I think the purpose was to make maybe just to make the arrest like a little bit more plausible. Also, okay. 1960 was crazy year in ter- like with the coup and the. I mean, Adnan Mendes, the president at that point, was executed as well for treason um so it was like a really messy yeah. time um i don't know i i the show might also just be like oh well he's a he's living in a trailer and he's a musician he must be roma like i hope they didn't weren't thinking like no, that but i, I mean, can also the way i saw it was um i feel like they're highlighting like the diversity in turkey's past in the show yeah, like that's they, true that's they true. had There's a lot of greek character true. and now they yeah, have a roma character a i think that they're my generous reading is that that's what they're doing and they're showing yeah. the ethnic diversity that and all of the hardship that went into creating modern day turkey yeah okay i like that i like that okay reading. i like that yeah <laughs> i can i can get behind that it's similar to the club i think a little bit mm-hmm. yeah yeah in that sense wait i had so many things written down okay can we talk about how I used to be rooting for Toprak and Ada, and now I'm rooting for Selim and Ada. I'm like I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for Ada. Ada and no one, like in yeah. general. But yeah, I think more or that option. I mean, Selim isn't a bad guy, but he definitely needs to go to therapy. Toprak mm-hmm. also really needs to go to therapy because <laughs> they're mm-hmm. like, and not they both have like anger magic issues. therapy. Yeah, not someone's fake ass therapy. <laughs> they both have really bad anger issues like yes i mean Selim, like when he just starts screaming at that windmill it's like i know you're frustrated but there's no need to get so aggressive well and Toprak like flies off the handle and goes to physical violence in like the one second it's like begging the guy not to yeah. charge him with something and then he's like shoving him into a wall it's crazy yeah but it did make me sad for his daughter when they showed her saying like, yeah, daddy, it, mommy's boyfriend says that you're not coming back or whatever. And I was like, oh, God. Mommy's That's, boyfriend. I is- mean, poor daughter. <laughs> mommy's boyfriend seems really toxic. Like everyone in this child's life seems. Yeah, it's to true. A certain degree toxic, which is worrisome for me. <laughs> I feel bad for the child. Yeah. Yeah. Florida. Also, they haven't really explained how he ended up in the Netherlands. Also, what they showed of the, of her relationship with Toprak is horrible. Like, him arriving home and she's mad and then they have, like, a whole fight. Because mm-hmm. he's not able to, like, I don't know. Yes. It's, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was crappy. Yeah, that was, like, I was really worried that we were going to get another gratuitous domestic violence scene. Luckily, the show did oh not go God. there. But no. the way he came home, like, stumbling drunk, and then they started yelling at each other, that was concerning. Well, then he pushed her against the wall. He pushed her, yeah. Yeah. Bad. Bad, 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 bad. bad. As bad as their hair. 
<laughs> got their hair. Closely. I don't know how they. I, do you think that's a wig on her? Do you think they like curled her? Definitely hair? a wig. It must be Definitely a wig. A wig. It seems like it has a bit brushed. And his hair is so gross and stringy. Ugh. Unwashed. <laughs> Why did Ada go with Selim if she was going to look so depressed in the car back to Istanbul? I think she just, I, I, but, hopefully she just wanted to ride and she's like not going exactly. to talk to him. Because <laughs> remember that she, that he says like, come with me or think about it or whatever. And she's like, okay, but she's like, she hasn't said okay to him. She's just saying okay to going back to Istanbul. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's my theory. But then again, we'll, we'll know on the next episode. If she's going to open her own practice, I say do it in Junda. Why not? Yeah, they need a general surgeon to just generally <laughs> surgerate. <laughs> <laughs> I you feel like she walk could've... in and she just takes a knife and she's just, just like, go. I'm going to generally operate on you. Is that fine? <laughs> they're like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like she could have definitely um, like restarted in Junda and then like moved on to a bigger hospital once she was a-okay yeah. with her trembling hands for sure I mean I will I will must have like if not Junda itself like the greater area or bulkist like they must need a doctor like <laughs> yeah. for sure but maybe they have one and like it's enough for all the demand <laughs> I don't know like there's like old people know. moving there they need help <laughs> they probably don't need a random general surgeon who's special. A general surgeon who's like very <laughs> good at cancer things. It's yeah. very confusing. <laughs> the whole thing is a little confusing, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm running out of like places to s- suspend my disbelief. There's yeah. no more hooks left. <laughs> They're spread thin. <laughs> um, what did you guys think about Sevki and Fikrets? Oh, I want to ship that, but Sevgi's being a little brat. Yeah, she's being a brat for sure. I was, I knew she was going to say no from the past episode, or like I felt that she was going to say no mm. when she saw him because she like has him friend zoned as much as I hate that word. But like she, I don't know how to say that without. That's like literally what it is, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was being really shallow when they were talking about it with the women. She was like, I would rather never sleep with anyone again also he's like not he's like a very charismatic guy like i, don't I think, think he's, he's like perfectly trans. handsome like yeah I don't know what her problem yeah is. I don't, yeah he's not like uh you know toprak level of like he's not, you know, yeah, stereotypically he's not Toprak, handsome but, but like yeah he's he's got a charisma yeah and yeah well, he has a successful restaurant and he can cook, therefore. Very, yeah. very nice and a good yes. person. Which he's a good person. The men in this yeah. show are really struggling to be. So And yeah, he makes he... good meze. Exactly. Meze. The food is so important. His entrees might be crap, but the meze are good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and we still have to discover his trauma too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It must be something bad. Yeah, yeah it's he like really won't bad. even talk about it. Yeah, because well, he's like a full timer. He like lives for Zaman's therapy. So <laughs> concerning. It's funny because I was watching a show that's very much okay. You're gonna laugh about what show exactly it was, but it's very much about people like showing their trauma, and it goes deep. It goes really deep. The trauma. It's quite horrible. You're, but you're gonna be like, anyway, nice... I was watching Love Is Blind. <laughs> so God. <laughs> I I like refuse to continue watching that show. It oh, just gets gosh, worse. I need someone to yeah. talk about it with. I, I, oh. I didn't want. I will not watch this season. You're sorry, torturing. Nope. <laughs> uh, no, I'm talking about an anime called Full Metal Alchemist that I had never oh. watched, and I really liked. Um, nice. It's like this show, but like way deeper and more existential. Mm. So it's really good. I I recommend. Highly recommend. Biggest want to get into of my anime. life would be changing this into an anime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's content for like ages. There's so many. Oh, I've I never watched any anime. There must be like hundreds of thousands of <laughs> podcasts and YouTube videos about anime. We found our I never niche. Had We're not leaving either. it. <laughs> <laughs> I never had either, but it's really compelling. Like I. I've I've like never had an issue with animation because my favorite show has always been BoJack Horseman. Well, not always, mm-hmm. but like for a few Since years. Existed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I 
I, I like, didn't like the language barrier, but it was fine. And I mean, we watch Turkish shows where I understand like one in every 20 words, I would say. <laughs> so what's Japanese words? Zero out of 20? <laughs> zero out of, out of thousands. <laughs> yeah, zero out of thousands. <laughs> Even though when I took my Russian film class, by the end of the semester, I I like could understand specific Russian words. Oh, I've taken anime class. Yeah, that would have been a good idea. <laughs> Anything else for this? section let me see but wait also talking about Fikret and Sevki like it's funny how Leila with like her dirty talk convinces them to like to convince like kind of gets her to like start maybe thinking sexual th mm -hmm. thoughts about him which mm -hmm. I think is interesting and I mean that's a good influence I think <laughs> Leila like, is a great girlfriend her her life is a mess yeah. but she's a good friend <laughs> and then that's also true. okay let's talk about the remember last episode we talked about how unlikely it was the money and all the stuff um yes oh, well, the, the, like yes. She getting the yeah. money for the mm -hmm. land yeah yeah and she's doing that whole dance whatever and then in the next scene she's with Erdem and she like seems so much less optimistic about it even though he's the one who's like oh yeah you can do it and she's like well I need to sell the land really fast and like there's so many things that I need to do like Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to do it in time. It just seems confusing. I don't know if she like had a thought on her way to see her then. Or what you know, thoughts hit her rarely, but when they do, she should pay attention yeah. to them. God, Erdem's such a piece of shit when she's going to realize that. I don't know. I mean, I think she knows, but like, cannot. She refuses to believe it. Yeah, reasonably, but does not like cannot fathom being single because like even like being on her own for a bit when he was MIA was very difficult for her. Mm -hmm. But she's got to rip that bandit off because this man is bad news. Let me tell you, <laughs> to to put it mildly, for sure. So now we're going to move on into the history section where Sophia is going to talk about Thrace, which was the location of the flashback this episode and a super large geographical region for a location yes. title card on a show. Yeah. So um, Thrace is a region in Europe, uh, which is it composed of three countries in southeast europe which are bulgaria greece and turkey so it's like the little arm like okay sometimes i think about istanbul being like the hand that connects two arms like from the da vinci yeah. painting yeah. could be yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that so it's like, like the, it's like the left hand or like yeah that's touching the other hand um if that makes sense my analogy <laughs> Um, but basically it was a, but like the region was created in the Roman empire. There was a Roman province called Thrace oh. and it was inhabited by the Thracians, which were the people who lived in Thrace. <laughs> this is very redundant. I'm sorry, but <laughs> apparently like they have their own, uh, extensive history and they were, uh, Indo-European speaking peoples. Um, so Basically, they, they're thought to have arrived from Asia and Africa, and their culture uh, evolved into other cultures, such as the Dacian culture and the Gitai culture, mm. um, all of which are in that. Well, Gitai is like a little nor more north, and the Dacian culture is in the Carpathian Mountains and west of the Black Sea, so it's a little also a little bit further north. Um but apparently when the Greeks and Romans first observed it, it was like the culture was pretty tribal. Like there were a bunch of different states. Um, and then there was an empire who like that conquered them, the Achaemenid Empire, which was a, a Persian empire mm -hmm. that was founded by Cyrus the Great, who you may have heard of. And then the Greeks, like, you know, the whole like 300 story and the Battle of Thermopylae, like that war those different well there were a series of Persian wars between the Greeks and the and the Persians um 
they like when the Persians lost there was like peace in Thrace because I mean it is definitely like the connecting string between east and west as Istanbul is today um, and then they were conquered by the Romans in the second century BC and that's when um, there were a bunch of rebellions um, against the Romans and against the Macedonians um, and apparently they had their own language, which was used until the 6th century AD. So it lived, it outlived the Thracian culture, it seems. Um, but the people of Thrace were very skilled warriors. And so they were hired as, as mercenaries and they were quite vicious, apparently, according to different like stories of the time. Um, and of course, um, as we know, the Romans and the Greeks were our predecessors in this, but they like identified them as barbarians just because they weren't Roman or Greek in culture and they, they thought they were like backward and like tribal and their culture wasn't as advanced as the high Greek and Roman culture um, and actually apparently they were like objectively pretty advanced because in their poetry and music so um, just the vestiges of colonialism of the mm -hmm. Roman and Greek empires um and apparently they as i mentioned they had their own extinct thracian language um and like nobody really knows well like it's hard to know what it was what other languages it was connected to or where it came from but apparently it's european indo-european and they actually like interacted with a lot of like surrounding cultures like including the greeks the persians the scythians the celts and the turks so um, uh, this like influenced Thracian culture and they were polytheists and they got tattoos. And there's a study of Thrace known as Thracology, which is such a <laughs> weird thing to pronounce. Oh, wow. um, but basically there's a lot of history of the Thracians as a people. I don't know if we should go deeper into that or the region itself. What do you think? What do you guys think would be more interesting? I didn't know anything of what you just said, so yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it's all interesting. Well, like, okay. <laughs> um, so, well, basically, the the first time that the Thracians were mentioned was in the Iliad, um, and they w sided with the Trojans, so that's why they're mentioned. Whoops. Um, <laughs> and um, the name, like, Thrace and Thracian is actually, like, what the Greeks called them. It's not what they call themselves mm. same with the greeks and the romans which is crazy because the greeks knew themselves as helen helens or i don't know how you pronounce that mm. but they don't they they didn't call themselves like greeks i think sammy probably knows more about this <laughs> no that was that was right i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah basically i mean as we mentioned, they were like their own culture, but then they were like integrated or absorbed by the Roman Empire and then the culture was lost. Um, and then in terms of Thrace, the region itself. Oh, interesting. So apparently it, they were called like it was called Europe first rather like Thrace was called Europe. And it's because there's a river that passes by that's called Ebros and like there, there's a theory that they call themselves Europe, like Europe or Europeans because ah. of that river. Hmm. And the other theory is that the river means goat in Thracian. So they call themselves the goats or something. Um, and so this region, Thrace, is the region that in like a lot of Turkish terms is called Rum, Rumeli, like the, the, the Roman or the Greek land. Um, because it, it was the last piece of the Eastern Roman Empire that remained um, before the Ottomans conquered it all. So um, that's what that's something interesting. And then basically, apparently, historically, what is what was what has been called Thrace has varied a lot. And um, initially, the ancient Greeks call used it to call a uh, region of that's called. Thessaly or like north of Thessaly um, and that was all all the territory north of Thessaly was called Thracia 
um, and it had no definite boundaries. And then Macedonia and Scythia were added into this Thrace. Um, and then, like, for example, there's a Greek source that says that Earth is divided into Asia, Libya, Odoba, and Thracia. So, yeah, Important. so apparently then, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Then Thrace, like, became a different area that was, like, bordered by the Danube in the north, the Euxine Sea, or the Black Sea on the east, um, by northern Macedonia in the south, and then by Illyria to the west. Um, and this was when there was a, a Thracian kingdom, the Odrysian kingdom. Sorry, I can't pronounce any of these names in English. It's... <laughs> You know, Second I think a lot of problems. people don't even know how they're pronounced, is my guess. People <laughs> have just been guessing how ancient civilizations and languages were pronounced. True. So true. Also, English makes no sense as we've true. I, I, as we've <laughs> yeah. discussed in the past. Um, so basically until the Roman conquest, that's what Thrace was. And then in the Roman conquest, um the the territory um was reduced because it became like a political issue like basically like you know that in most empires like different provinces were given to govern to different people and the size of the province obviously like affected political issues such as like how much power the person who ruled that piece of land had um and so then they they reduced it and with administrative administrative reforms in the third century, and then the like medieval province of Thrace um, was only Eastern Thrace. So basically, <laughs> there's like a ton of basically nobody knows what Thrace is because it's been something <laughs> different throughout time. Is my conclusion from, from that's super interesting. Story. I had no idea about that. Yeah. Like I knew vaguely where the region was, but I guess that's why because it's, it's always vague. been a vague region. Yeah. Well, I I really thought it was only like basically the European part of Turkey was what was called Thrace. So I didn't even realize how even even in its vagueness it was multinational. And then you compound that with all the stuff Sophia just said, or like so much information and writing, and no one actually knows what's going on. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, and just a quick shout out to one of the cities we visited in Bulgaria, which is in Thrace. It's called Plovdiv, as a city in Thrace, as well as with Istanbul. a bunch of ancient Roman things, right? Yes, Plovdiv, it does have a yeah. bunch of, of yeah. ancient Roman things. Yeah. So that's a brief history of Thrace. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to move on into our favorite and final section, which is WTF, Sultan of Success, and Fatima's hit list. All right, what are your guys' what the fucks? So many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sevgi's treatment of Fiko was like my number one. Yeah. How, how rude. Very like rude. obviously she doesn't have to reciprocate if she doesn't want to but the way she yeah was talking was the way like, she did it she was like laughing like yeah. come on <laughs> not cool he has feelings he's a poet he's sensitive <laughs> he's a poet <laughs> <laughs> uh, well and she's like and she's like so mean about it she's like you lied to me you're a liar even but then, apparently it was his middle name it wasn't even a lie yeah <laughs> but or his first name rather those, those two names don't go together. Fikret's what? what Fikret, but there's like a very famous poet whose name is Tefik Fikret, so I'm like, okay. like it sounds very like together to me. Also, and he's not the first like present day Tefik Fikret okay. something something that I've seen people like to put them together. <laughs> just seems very difficult to pronounce. Very, it's for like, me, very difficult. It to could pronounce. just be, it could just be Tefikret. It could just be one. It could be one word. <laughs> Simply merge the Tefik and the Fikret. <laughs> could be. 
I have what the fuck Sevgi refusing to blow out her birthday candles. That would not. That be was cool. weird. Not cool at all. I want cake. I had forgotten that cake was pasta in, in Turkish, and <laughs> I found it kind of funny. <laughs> and no matter what, pasta or pasta is a good thing. So both are like, good. Bro, yeah, bro, like bro, either one, I'll good. take. I'll take one after I the other. Agree. Yes. <laughs> I agree. Oh, okay. Should I go ahead with my what the fucks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, the funny outfits that they made they put on them when they were in college, like that weird braid <laughs> so haircut on Sevgi, and like, it's like okay, I don't think like a braided hairstyle makes you seem younger, but whatever. It's just um, like obviously signaling it's not right now, but yeah, it's not like it doesn't also it's not a convincing prior state, <laughs> like you said. Yeah, I agree. The hair, it's, I'm glad that it's so distinctive because it could be really confusing the amount of cutting they're doing, but uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And then, um, okay, so somebody, so like Samki's like, oh, um, think about his daughter or like he has a daughter or something and then Ada like lies about his daughter it, it was a I took the note I don't remember exactly what happened but I I remember she lied like she pretended she didn't know about the daughter or something like that which was odd huh, I don't remember that then when there's an infamous cheating scene Ada's wearing like the weirdest outfit she's wearing a dress oh my with gosh. hiking boots I agree mm -hmm so weird and when she's like screaming at him she's like i'm a doctor i do things every day and she's wearing that an, another different dumb outfit it's like oh my gosh a different dumb um then ada talking like she apparently likes camping or camps a lot which is odd given that she's such a control freak and i feel like when you camp there's so many things you can't control but I guess that what the fuck resolved itself with Salim saying he doesn't sleep in any building that he didn't build himself. Which I guess is his childhood trauma for the earthquake, but still. I mean, wow, like you better hope you're successful in that case because yikes, that's really tough. So he didn't sleep in any buildings from the time of the earthquake to the time he was a manager on construction projects. Apparently not. No, so I, oh, that's a good question. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I'm sure the policy came into effect after he started working. Um, and then, well, he probably realized how crappy some buildings are built, which yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Um. Okay, my last what the fuck is, if the land is coming to Leila on her mother's side, why is the dad the one making her sign the divorce piece? I'm not sure that the divorce paper, the inheritance that he was talking about, do you think that was the land in Crete? Or do you so. think that was I mean, just that, like... Yeah, I think so. Okay, then yes, I don't understand. Because it seemed like the mom was going to give it, just bequeath it to her. Yeah. My last what the fuck is not that much of a what the fuck, but like they're on a boat and they're wearing bathing suits. But then they're not getting in the water at any point so that annoyed me <laughs> <laughs> it was also like it i thought it was gonna be a boat party but then they just took the boat to somewhere and had a normal party with a mm -hmm. picnic table but dope. they didn't get in the water no i have what the fuck to the fakest rain that ever rained for ada and Selim's reconciliation scene <laughs> Like, I feel like I could just picture the person with the hose standing right next to me. <laughs> Good point. Uh, what the fuck to Layla's dad wasting that poor soldier's time to have him go and deliver stuff to his daughter? That's not mm -hmm. cool. And then finally, what the fuck to Ada's heading back to Istanbul outfit? She's just like, I mean she just completely changed her entire look. It's like, oh, I'm a business. She looks like how Lale dressed in the last show. Like she doesn't look like her boho Junda self at all. Yeah. Wait, Lale. Lale, the news anchor. Oh. 
Yeah, it's a very mom outfit. It's weird. She's like putting her armor back on, I guess. But if she's so unhappy, then why is she going? <sighs> Ada. Ada, what are you doing? Do you have any Ezgi? I, I, I said mine already. The... Okay. Yeah. Sultan of success. I mean, Selim was pretty persuasive this episode, even though mm. I disliked him. And I don't trust him still, but. That's a good one. Yes. I feel like Selim was a big riser this episode. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like anybody else had had a shitty, shitty experience. Yeah. Our previous Sultan of success is the Sultan of unsuccess. (laughs) (laughs) Secret. (laughs) Oh my God. But he's not on Fatwa's hit list. No. I think it's screwed. Is it still Erdan? And maybe I mean, I feel like Muko is a little bit on it. She's being (laughs) shady, but I feel bad. Yeah, I I agree, but I I don't really want to put her on the hit list. But I agree, she's shady and she's annoying. Well, let's get more information, (laughs) then we shall determine. Yes. (laughs) Um, Does Toprak go on or just Ardan? Oh. I don't know. So Prague was pretty shitty, but like Adam is a f- international fugitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her dad should send the soldier to go get him. Come on now. Yeah, I really want her to just like report him to the cops. Like Me just... <laughs> too. <laughs> so much. Um, okay, well, thank you all so much for listening. Congratulations to our Sultan of Success, Selim. Never thought I'd be saying that at the beginning of this series. Watch (laughs) out to Erdem, who continues to fall in our estimation, and we hope that Fatma will come after him with the household implement very soon. Uh, Next time, we'll be talking about episode six, I guess the journey back to Istanbul, which I'm sure will go smoothly. And thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys again next time. 